career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? Divorce is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. Kids are gone. Now what? I'll never find love. Why can't I be like the other guys? Hey guys, gay, straight, and everything in between. It's time to get a grip. Stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40 plus life. Let's get to the show with your Tell It Like It Is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick, unless you act like one first. Hey guys, it is time once again for another episode of 40 Plus Real Men Real Talk. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, and before we dive in, I just want to remind you guys that we have our next men's chat coming up on May the 5th, and those happen at 6 p.m. Pacific. And you can join us online via Zoom. We have our men's chat where we talk about everything that are going on for guys like us. Anything from, you know, sex stuff to relationships to work to challenges to losing weight, whatever it might be. So I would love to have you join us. It's a freebie gathering online so that we can kind of just do the things we need to do and talk about the stuff that sometimes we're not talking about that we really should be talking about. And one of the things that we often don't talk about enough is how those lovely little numbers of our age start to affect us. And we step up to them. I know when I turned 50, I was like, okay, this was a biggie for me. Never had had an issue with it, um, but it was kind of a biggie. And then it passed. And now here I am in my mid 50s. I'm like, not even thinking about what it's going to look like when I hit 60, but it's it's out there. I know it's coming, but um I think it's so interesting to have conversations about what do these quote unquote milestone birthdays or any birthday for that matter, how they affect us as men and a fellow podcaster buddy of mine that I've just gotten to know, he hit me up and said, Hey, I'd love to do this podcast. And I said, right on, let's make it happen. And he is a guy who has been very successful. He was president of his high school class. He was number six in that class. He's gone on to create companies. He's also doing some podcast coaching, some presentation coaching. He's just a really cool guy. He's got a couple of businesses going. But when he reached out, he said, hey, you know, I would love to talk about what happened when I turned 40. So I said, you know what, Tavares, let's make this happen. His name is Tavares Hogan, and I'm really excited to have him joining me today all the way from Florida so that we can have a real chat about real men, real talk, turning whatever age it is. So welcome to the podcast, man. Glad to have you here. I appreciate it, Rick. Thanks for the opportunity. Hey, of course, man. So let's kind of just dive right in. I kind of set this up, but, um, you know, when I, I've never been one of those guys that's like, oh my gosh, I'm turning this age and you know, whatever. Even when I turned 40, I'm like, cool, we had a great party, all that sort of stuff. And then when I turned 50, it was like, I hit a roadblock. And I know for me, and I, I think I told this story once before on the podcast, but I'll keep it short this time. In the time frame of one month, I turned 50. My oldest daughter went to college and my youngest daughter started high school. And it was just like, boom, boom, boom. And I was like, oh my God, what's going on in my life? And if you could ask my husband, I was probably in a real funk for about three months. I still did my stuff, but I was just like, I just was like, whatever. And then suddenly I came out and life was good. Life's been good ever since. But you, when you and I started talking about this, you said that 40 was a big game changer for you too. So let's kind of dive in, man. Start to tell us just, you know, what went on for you as you hit that big 4-0? Yeah, so 40 for me was interesting and similar to you, you know, birthdays were great, but for me, birthdays, I was just grateful, you know, for another year. Mm -hmm. um, I remember being 25 and, you know, I had a, a big birthday party and, um, you know, 
probably five or six years ago, you know, my wife threw a surprise party for me and mm-hmm. it was probably one of uh, the bigger birthdays in my life. But again, you know, birthdays were just days for me to be grateful for being here again. Sure. But I remember 40 specifically because I, I was in Toronto at a meeting and I didn't really desire to be out of town on my 40th birthday, but we were meeting with a big client and uh, it was our first time meeting with the individuals from that function. And I didn't want to miss out on that meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember waking up at, at 5.30 that morning before the meeting because on my 40th birthday, I wanted to run four miles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a calf injury and I shouldn't have been running, <laughs> but I got on that treadmill and I knocked out those four miles. And hopefully when I turn 50, I'm going to run five miles and uh-huh. you know, hopefully six miles at 60. Yeah. Um, but I got, I got those miles in. Um, we had the meeting. Fortunately enough, I was able to uh, get out of Toronto, made it home, and uh, I was able to uh, have a nice dinner. And it was a, <clears throat> it was a long day for me. Um, and then I just remember coming home before bed and just reflecting. And I was overcome with emotion because 40 was empowering um and you know to your point it's a milestone but i was just grateful to still be alive at 40 because Mm. there are so many people that don't make it to 40 and since i've been 40 it's just empowering and there are certain things that you can talk about but until you experience it you 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 just don't understand and for me 40 was that yeah no 40 was definitely Definitely was that for me. So when I hit 40, I had been out of the closet for about four years and I was kind of in the midst of my, which I didn't know, I didn't see it coming, but I was in the midst of my last corporate gig and life was good and I was really enjoying it. I was in really pretty good shape for who I am and I was cycling and doing all these things. And I just remember my forties were like, yeah, we're just doing and and then suddenly in the midst of my 40s is when I lost my job. It was the second time in a row I'd lost my job in, in about a six-year period. And I was like, what the fuck? But it wasn't bad. It was bad at the moment, but it was like this was the turning point. This was like the complete shift for me to like, okay, I'm really stepping up to the plate here. And it was 2006 when that happened. I would have been 45, 46, somewhere in there. I can't do the math in my head because I'm so old now. But um, it was so interesting to watch that begin to happen. And it was actually very empowering. Mm-hmm. And that's when I grabbed hold of myself and I said, you know what? My 40s are really the decade that is about shift and change. And then it's been interesting to be in my 50s and watch how much that shift and change has moved into a place of settling and owning and just being. And I don't know if it's similar for other people. I've talked to a lot of my friends are like, yeah, when I hit my fifties, I started like, just like, it's all good. I'm still pushing forward, (laughs) but it's all good. I feel much more settled, all that sort of stuff. So I'm curious for you as you started, you know, you're, you're early into your forties. What's some of the stuff that you have enjoyed so far the most about being in your forties? You know, I'm really in a place now where uh, I can give back and I can really be second and secondary. And I can 
you know, sow into people and give wisdom and give perspective from a from an eagle eye uh, uh, standpoint. Uh, mm-hmm. It's tough, you know, when you when you you're going through life and experiencing things and you're on the front line. Right. It's different when you went through some things and you have 40 years of history, you know, to, yep. to, to, you know, up under you, you have 20 years of corporate experience. I mean, experience yep. is a, is a great education. So just being able to coach and mentor people and um, give them information. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I use the word information versus advice because people don't like to listen to people. Uh, they don't like to be told what to do. So I give information and allow people to do with it what they choose. You know, I love this, that you moved into this space of giving back and being in that second and secondary positioning and putting yourself second. And it almost makes me curious if you had to learn to make yourself first in order to be able to move into that second position. Man, see, you're going to make me tell the truth. Uh, (laughs) I... I'm an A-type personality. My uh-huh. background is sales, uh, former yeah. athlete. Uh, you know, oftentimes our strengths, you know, are our weaknesses. Yeah. Um, I've, I've had my share of experience with an ego. I've had my share mm-hmm. of experience with, with arrogance. Um, and I've had my share of putting myself selfishly first. Um, now, if you ask friends of mine, they would tell you I'm, I'm one of the most selfless people they know but they don't know me to the depth that I know myself. I know I have some selfish behaviors, um, but like time with yourself and seeing how that selfishness can rear itself allows you to say, okay, when I see these mm-hmm. behaviors uh, coming up, I can, I can change that or I can suppress that. And I've got to mention a person, uh, I reported to a guy named Hugh Burkett. He's on my Mount Rushmore of people. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the first manager that I had that he made me feel more of a priority than I thought he was to himself. Um, and he really taught me how to treat people. So I try to make people feel like I'm secondary because yep. truly I love people and people that I coach, mentor and interact with. Mm-hmm. They're my priority because yeah. again, we were talking a little bit off, off, off air. Yeah. I feel like for 41 years I've been taken care of. So I'm going to be taken care of for the rest of my life. I want other people to enjoy this same thing. I think it's such an interesting space when we as guys, and I'm not saying I'm perfect at this, and I think you just kind of indicated you're not perfect at this either. When we realize our ego can be our best friend and our worst enemy. And when we can take that and start to move, and and I know that when I started to learn to love myself and take care of myself first in the right way, that was when the door opened, like, okay, I got that part figured out. Now, how can I do this for other people? But I had to go through that little bit of kicking the ass in myself first, like, okay, dump your fucking ego, take care of yourself and be good to yourself. And I still, I'm, again, guys, I'm not saying I'm perfect at this by any stretch of the imagination. But when I can do that really well, it's so much easier to like, okay, so how can I do this for you? What can I do for you right now? How can I help you? Even this podcast is something that I feel like these kind of conversations, it's like, I want to be helping other guys go, Oh yeah, I never thought of that. Or I didn't look at something like that. And having these great conversations with people like you, it's just a piece of let's give back, let's help somebody else do this and really turn things in the other direction. 
And as you've gone through that, Tavris, I'm curious, what's something you've learned about yourself that you're so glad that you can see that now and use it every day in your day-to-day life? You know, um, I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm going to interject, and then I'm going to answer that question. Okay, cool, cool. Um, but when, you, when, when we talk about helping people, I feel like I've stored up um, so much insurance with other people that at this point in my life, if I ever got down or if I ever got low, there's hundreds of people that I could reach out to yeah. um, that would come to my rescue. And I didn't do it for that reason, Mm-mm. but I did it out of pure you know, love and affection for people. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, I think one big lesson I've learned is that I don't always have to be first. I don't always have to be right. I don't always have to win. Um, I can be second, third, fourth, fifth, I can lose and things are still going to be okay. I'm still going to be the person that I woke up as. I'm still going to go to bed as the same individual. So Mm, that's powerful. And you know, that's so interesting because I think, oh, so many humans, but I'm going to focus on guys because that's what this podcast is all about. I love that you said, I'm still the person that I woke up as and going to bed as the same person. Yes, we change and we, we do things differently. But I think if you can wrap your arms around, you can't escape yourself. You are who you are. That doesn't mean you can't improve. I'm not saying that. Absolutely. But if, the more we try to escape ourselves, the more ourselves keeps trying to show up and say, I'm going to still be here. You can't get rid of me. Now you can get rid of some of the bad traits and behaviors and all that stuff. But the core essence of who we are, when we can fully embrace that, then that helps us truly show up as what we're meant to be. And um, I know for you, that's part of what you're working on right now. In fact, um, your podcast just recently launched and I want you to talk about what that podcast is about because I feel like that's a part of you being who you are. So tell us a little bit about your podcast, man. Absolutely. And I've got to interject one more time, Rick, because you hit on some jewels. When I was 25 years old, I remember, going literally in my bathroom in my condo and looking myself in the mirror and I was disgusted because the individual that I was looking at I didn't even know who he was um I had gotten so accustomed to walking out of my front door and putting on a mask and trying to show that I was this person and that person and that I was all put together in xyz that I had I had become someone that I wasn't even connected with anymore I didn't even know who that individual was and you know, at 41, I can say it's been 16 years of hard work of, you know, accepting who I am and really embracing who I am and trying to be the best person mm-hmm. that I can be. Yeah. And, you know, to segue into the, uh, the True 7 Life podcast, I started the podcast to interview self-employed business heroes and just talk about their journey. And similar to the empowerment that I felt uh, at becoming 40, there's an empowerment when you go off and do this entrepreneurial thing, when you start this entrepreneurial journey. So I wanted to capture some of that energy and connect with like-minded individuals and, mm-hmm. you know, talk about best practices and, and different stories that could help people that are struggling with whether or not they want to take this entrepreneurial leap and, you know, just encourage mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And the entrepreneurial world to me is, I mean, we all, we all play with our own interesting little masks, even as we continue to evolve and everything. But I find the entrepreneurial world really interesting to watch the kind of masks people 
put on or the kind of vulnerability they allow to be shown. And at least in my circle of entrepreneurs that I have run with and, and admire and all this sort of stuff, the ones that I find drop the mask and drop the bullshit are the ones that are the most successful because they're just like, here's where it is. This is what you're going to do. This is what's going to happen. This is what happened to me. I'm not saying it's going to happen to you, but I'm sharing this with you because the more raw and real we become in that world, the more people can see, oh my gosh, this is not going to be something that serves me well. And the more you can learn what doesn't serve you well, the better off you're going to be as an entrepreneur and as a person, obviously too, as a person. But, um, so as you've gone through and I know you've, you've started a couple of different businesses and one we're going to talk about cause you're going to offer up something to my listeners about it. What drives you to say, I'm going to go create something because I think this is an interesting, <laughs> it's an interesting question that I talk when I talk to entrepreneurs, it's like, it's different, but I'm curious for you, what's driven you to go, let's go create something. You know, honestly, I feel like my life is an example. Um, I was fortunate enough to coach a peewee football team when I was a lot younger. And for those six years, I tried to let my coaching staff know that we have the opportunity to learn more from these kids than we believe that we're giving them. Yep. Um, and I just feel like I'm in a space right now where I have to run before a group of people that are looking up to me. Mm -hmm. I have to run up ahead and clear the way and clear a path and help other people understand how it is to get where I'm going. Mm. Um, so my motivation is, you know, my niece and my nephew and, you know, people in small groups that I mentor and all of that, just yep. not being on this and not that I'm on the mountaintop, I'm on a mountaintop, but yep. not being there alone. And sometimes I feel like too many people are like, I'm here, I've arrived and I'm standing here alone. Look at me. And then they wonder why they suddenly fail. It's because they're not in the right frame of mind to realize I didn't get here on my own. And I'm really not standing here alone. We, we all arrive at our different places. In fact, just before we were recording this podcast, I was talking to a friend of mine, Mike Michalowicz, who's very, very successful, New York Times bestseller, all this sort of stuff. And I made the comment of, you know, I'm not quite at your level and all this sort of stuff. And then we got kind of done. And then he did kind of what you've been doing. He goes, well, wait, I'm going to interject something. He goes, because I think people need to hear this. There are no levels. We're just in different places. And I thought that was really cool the way he brought that around. And he's said that a couple of times to me in the past. And I, I still am learning that lesson. But I think if we can all realize we're all in different, just in different places and wherever we are, whatever place we're in is the place we're meant to be so that we can either be teaching others or learning from others. We're always in that space. Yeah. And I, and I want to add to that. Um, I use a, a metaphor of, you know, running a marathon. Mm -hmm. And if you're running a marathon, I want to be where I'm supposed to be at the time that I'm supposed to be there. So if yep. at 10 miles into this marathon, if I'm not supposed to be in first place, I don't want to be in first place. If I'm yep. supposed to be, if I'm supposed to be in place 100 at that 10th mile, that's where I want to be. If at mile 21, I'm supposed to be in third place. I want to be in third place. I don't want to be anywhere that I'm not supposed to be. Mm -hmm. mm. And I so think, good. I think by being where I'm supposed to be, I'm operating in my best skill set. I'm giving people the best of me and I'm getting the best out of whatever situation I'm in. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. And I love all the different situations you put yourself in from being a coach to helping people with their presentations to also running your CBD um, online store to help people. And it's just so interesting to watch how people can bring themselves fully into the world and be doing many, many things, but at the core of it. And as I was reading your bio and stuff, getting ready for all this, I'm like, this is a person who's like, I'm showing up in lots of different ways because this is where I'm supposed to be right now. And this is how I'm supposed to be in the world. And this is how I'm supposed to help other people. And one of the things that um, Tavris is offering up, and I want you to talk a little bit about your, your book and your CBD too, is before we get out of here, but he's offering up a discount to our listeners who are interested in his CBD products. So why don't you give us a little insight on that one, man? Yeah. So, you know, I was given a vision to uh, create this CBD line. We've got 41 SKUs. We've got, you know, everything from oils that are terpene based that, that give added effects to the CBD. Uh, we've got topicals, bath bombs, creams, lotions. Um, we've got flour um, that gets some of the, the quickest absorption rates and mm -hmm. bioavailability. But it's something to supplement, uh, you know, when I'm out on the speaking circuit, when I'm giving presentation skills classes or I have speaking engagements, it gives people another opportunity, you know, to support the efforts that I have going on. Mm -hmm. And um, we want to give a 20% off code. It, it, you know, if you go to the website, www.true7cbd.com and you use the code REALMEN40, you'll get 20% off of your entire per purchase That's up awesome. until uh, the end of May, up until May 31st. Awesome. And we so appreciate that, man. That's so cool. And I'm, I'm really stoked that you and I connected because I can tell that there's a lot of similarities in our beliefs and our values and, you know, truly working with men, you know, not just men, but I mean, that's kind of where my focus is to really help them see these other ways of showing up in life, regardless of their age. I think it's important for us to like honor ourselves, number one, and the more you can honor yourself, then you learn how to do what Tavares has been talking about, which is giving back and doing the things that light you up and bring you the most joy and help you be an influence to other people in the world. So, uh, and again, his podcast name is, give it to us one more time, man. True 7 Life Podcast. Awesome. And True 7 CBD is where you can go check out the CBD product, uh, products. And um, any last word you'd like to give somebody who's like, you know, I just really feel like, you know, I need to move myself forward. What's one piece of advice you'd give somebody? You know, I'm glad you gave me this opportunity because <clears throat> when you were talking about being in different places in life, I just wanted to say this. And I feel like I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and I don't even know how I came up with this intel. Um, I think it has something to do with being 40, but um, uh, you know, we are all in different places and, you know, she wanted me to kind of evaluate my thought process on, you know, where she was and where she was going. And I said, you know, I'm struggling because it's an unfinished product and you mm -hmm. want me to judge an unfinished product. Mm -hmm. And all too mm -hmm. often we're on a journey and we're asking for feedback, but we don't want feedback uh, relative to where we are. We're trying to have people judge an incomplete product as yeah. if it was complete. Mm -hmm. So when we pass judgment, make sure we're not judging an incomplete product as if it was a complete product. Mm. I love that. 
and we're all incomplete. That's the thing that I find so fascinating. Is That's it. We're all incomplete and you can only be as complete as where you are right now. That's it. There's always room for improvement. There's always these other places we get to go. So uh, such a good conversation here, man. And again, guys, I just want to remind you that the next 40 plus men's chat is coming up on May the 5th. If you want to be part of that, go to 40 plus men's chat. Uh, dot com and you can either put in the numbers four zero menschat.com or for 40 plus menschat.com or you can spell out 40 whichever way you want to do that and um Tavares, man thanks for connecting man i really enjoyed this conversation bro hey thanks for having me that's a wrap for 40 plus real men real talk where size doesn't matter we drop our bullshit get over our screwed up fears make bold moves and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 Plus Real Men Real Talk, where the conversations continue.